I said, give me my brother's ball back before what? What's your fat ass going to do? Hey, yo, Rock, get a little nigga the ball back. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Mic check. What's up? Mic check. One, two. What is this? Hey, we're good. Mic check, mic check. One, three, one, three. We're good. Mesh talk. Mesh talk. Episode four. Tevin Brown. Guests. Cousins. Family affair. Trey Lawson. Back again. We back. Trey Lawson. Jamal. J-Law. What up? What up? Guys, what's good? Trey, what's up? Chilling, chilling. Um, so the theme for today's episode. Sportsmanship and etiquette. Sportsmanship and etiquette. So Monday we saw the the Boston Celtics going to Denver. Uh, first of all, how'd you guys? How did you guys watch the game? I caught the end of it. I was cutting. Yeah, I saw like Jamal Murray was going off. I caught. I think some. I got like the maybe last five minutes of the game. It was a good game. Yeah, checked in around third quarter. It was a good game. Um, I saw Jamal Murray cooking. I was like, okay, Canadian. Cook, cook, and then uh, like eight seconds left. Everyone's back to turn. Everyone's looking to go to go to the locker room. And one second left, with forty-eight points in his box score, hoists up the shot of netting the fifty points that would have given fifty-one. We saw Kyrie Irving snag the ball and uh, <laughs> dash said ball into the crowd. Um, before I, I, I my input, what were you guys' thoughts? Because you guys coach and play ball. Well, right away, like when I was watching the game live, I didn't, I didn't notice that Kyrie threw the ball into the stands. I saw he was like clearly, clearly angry after game, mm-hmm. which is understandable. And even before, to go back a little bit, like before he took the shot, maybe like I'd say 10, 10 seconds before, or 20 seconds before, he did like the open layup too and he smoked that. So I guess like it was kind of building up, but I didn't I didn't see the actual like <laughs> the clip of him throwing the ball in the crowd like the next day on like social media and stuff. But I I saw when he when he, when he took the shot, I knew for sure like it was going to be an issue somewhere or another. It seems like there's a a clear divide amongst amongst people, either uh, fans that are purists or casual watchers that side with uh, the action that Kyrie did. Versus like, oh no, he's he was cranky. No, he was just frustrated. He was a poor showman. What about you guys? I'm on Team Kyrie. Yeah, I I I feel like if he got his fifty points within the game, there would be no problem. I don't think Kyrie would have threw the ball. Like if he made that layup at least ten seconds before, there would have been no issue. Kyrie would have threw the ball. They would have took their L and they left the court. But the fact that he waited to the last second, like it wasn't like he was just, you knew he was going to shoot. He dribbled out the clock. Everybody stopped. He made it seem like, you know, he's in this whole ball. Throws up a last second shot. Boom. Like, I play a lot of basketball. That's like a, it's like an unwritten rule. Everybody knows, like, the end of the game, if it's a blowout game, the game's not in reach. Points don't matter. Just hold the basketball, dribble it up. That is, that is. It's like, it's an unwritten rule. Like, everybody knows that. that like. Is is that like one of those unwritten rules? Like it's like in like war, like no women, no no children type thing. Like yeah, you can say it's similar to that, but it's just like everybody that knows. Like when you play sports, like it's showing people up. Like even if you what was it last year or the year before, like there was a situation where Raptors were playing against Indiana, and uh, Lance went and did the layup, 
and DeMar DeRozan, Damari Carroll, Peter Tucker tried to rush him at half court. Everybody's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, yo, the game was over with. You didn't need to go do a layup. It's the same scenario. Whether it's one for 50, Lance get, trying to get two points to get 10 points, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, everybody knows, like, it's the unwritten rule. Like, you hold the ball. The points don't mean anything. Like, take the turnover. Boom, game over. Like, so, I agree with Trey. Like, it is definitely unwritten rule. No matter what level in basketball, like, there's going to be People are going to take offense to it. It just depends, like, like how it's done and how it's to the extreme. Like, also, even the tension in, during the game. But I do I disagree in the sense that, like, Kyrie, I wouldn't say that Kyrie was, if you were watching the game or even the highlights, like, leading up to it, Kyrie was, like, definitely, like, he was a bit aggravated to see, like, what was going on. He was going back yeah, and forth with the refs, with the, with the, uh, the with crowd. Denver, yeah, with the crowd. So, like, exactly. So, they're going back and forth. And when sports, it's, like, I mean, when you're looking at sports, especially like growing men playing sports, there's a lot of ego, pride, and things of that nature. So like, when people, when, when guys are talking back and forth and like, you know, getting into it, certain things, you have to know, like Jamal Murray, he knew like taking that shot, yeah, if he hits it, he's 51 points, he has 50 points, a big milestone. But even whether he hits it or misses it, he knows what's gonna, what the other team is gonna be thinking mm-hmm. after as soon as, he, as soon as the ball is like let out of his hand, he knows what like other team is gonna be thinking, what people are gonna be thinking about that shot he took. So. Do you think he really knew, or do you think he was just like young and immature? No, percent. Just like, yeah, like he's played said. enough basketball throughout his life to know, like that's you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't. You yeah. don't take the shot. The NBA is the highest form of basketball, right? Like you, you, if you make it to the NBA, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who's no one just came off the street and played in the NBA. So you either played, you played like these guys have played AAU, high school, college, like they played you know, for their countries or whatever, they played tons of basketball. So even in men's league, like, it's a, like no matter what level you're playing at, like, when you shoot the ball and your team is, is pretty much over, it's a, it's a thing, right? Like, even, like, what you're supposed to do, the unwritten rule is just hold the ball, even take the turnover. If the shot clock's going to go off, take the turnover. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you're not supposed to, like, run the score up. So uh, what he was doing. As people are saying that uh, when the seconds were counting down, I think people were saying that Jamal Murray looked to the bench and his coach kind of gave him the green light to like, okay, go ahead, hoist it up. So if that's the case, then you know, Kyrie should have threw the ball to the coach. <laughs> that's even something like a coach should know. Like that's, that's, that's what you don't do. Like coaches are the ones that tell you, hold the ball, dribble it out. Like that's, that's they're supposed to preach that. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're winning, your, your team's losing. Like you even see like even games, not a team can be down by 20 or even down by 10. When there's 10 seconds left, 8 seconds left, they know they can't catch up. One shot can't make up the amount of points they're down by. They just hold the ball. So if you're losing and you hold the ball, what makes you think you should shoot the ball when you're up? Regardless if you should get 50 or not, hold the basketball. Like it's, it's, it's a sign of disrespect. Uh, what do you say to people that say, okay, how can you get mad at him trying to, go, uh, trying to score the last field goal to get 50, but why wasn't he mad at the first 48 points? Oh, there's a thing too with... Even though it's an unwritten rule, it's one of those things. It's like, like why wasn't he playing D on the last? That no, kind of- no. I think like the, the big thing about it is like, as someone who plays or like competitive, right, in the game of basketball. Even though it's like, as you say, quote unquote, unwritten rule, it's one of those ones that you like you use at your own discretion. So if your team, like if your teammate or if yourself is cooking and you're about to hit that milestone, you're gonna like, 
you'll probably be bold. But if your team's the one losing and it's all like the roles are reversed, take offense to it. So it's like, even with Trey Gillard example about how the Raptors all got mad at Lance Stevenson uh, a couple, I don't know if it was last year, the year before. It was two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. But whenever, whenever like, a couple of weeks earlier, maybe a month earlier, is when Norman Powell did like a flipping windmill dunk with the same cup of. So. Like, they're going to support it when it's your team and it's yourself that can hit that milestone or, like, you guys are basically showing on the other team. Yeah. But then when it happens to you, you take offense because that's the competitive nature. You're losing and you don't want to see the other people show you up. Yeah. That's all it is. So, it's like, if you think about it, it's basically, it's like, it's, it's like anything in life where it comes to, like, if there's, like, a rule, right? When it benefits you, yeah. You're gonna go for, but it's not like if it doesn't benefit you, then you take it. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Ah. I guess obviously, like if if like for example, was it? I think it was last season where Booker went for the seventy in in uh, TD Gardens, but they lost that game. Mm-hmm. And say like he had sixty eight with like a second to go, and his team was losing, and you're guarding him. It's not like because seventy points is seventy points. Yeah, I think so. Like. If he if if Denver was losing, and he shot the shot going for fifty, I don't think it would be as bad. It would, wouldn't have been as bad. Would there be tension? I don't think so. I think if if Boston was winning the game and he shot that shot, I don't think it would have been as bad. Have been as, I think Kyrie still would have just walked up the court like nothing. But like the fact that your your team was winning, and you're taking the last shot is what's what's making it worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think even if the Booker situation like people were. We're cheering for him to get the seventy in Boston Garden because they didn't. They knew it didn't matter because their team lost. Everybody knew like Suns are winning the game. Yeah, yeah. So the fans were cheering for him to get as much points as you can because it doesn't really matter. And it's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining to score. But like when your team's up and you're trying to get those little weasel points, like it works because he had a chance. They gave him the wide open lane. They gave him a chance to get the fifty within the game, like within the game, within the flow. People were so there. Like he made a move. They got got out of his way. He smoked the layup. So that was your chance. Like mm-hmm. they, they literally gave you. Like, they understand your they, is that they, they, Yeah, like they, it was like it was like maybe like twenty eight seconds ever something like that. They they literally like he had a shot for the fifty, a layup. He missed the layup. Uh, Everybody's like, oh okay, well there's your chance. Everybody like, okay. Once that happened, in the commentator or someone like even said like, oh, well, there pretty much was his chance for fifty because they know like the next time you get the ball back, you're not supposed to take a shot. To add to it, like I think why. I think to add to why like people took so much offense to it. Um, the way he kind of did it is like he had the ball in his hand for a bit and he made it seem like he's going to just hold it. Mm-hmm. So then the team just like, you know, a game's over, whatever. And then he shot at the very last second while he was wide open. So it was like, it was almost like it was premeditated. He's like, you know what, I'm going to make these guys like, I'm going to catch them off guard, let them kind of, uh, you know, just whatever, fall back. And then like, now that the defense is off of him, take the shot. And also too, you have to also think about like, certain players and just their characteristics and whatever they come across like you know they have that reputation so jamal murray over the last couple of years he's just seemed like a little weasel for the some things that he does like he's just like you know his like him going back and forth with lonzo even before with uh with isaiah thomas last season like while he was on lakers briefly like he has that little reputation of just like someone that is like if he's not on your team you're not you don't like, like you don't like him, but if he's on your team, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So this is all about all that as well too. Like even like small little things like uh remember like this this happened all the time, even when like uh, he had the ball in his hand and he just took a shot and then Damian Litter got mad at that. You forgot about that. Like it happens pretty regularly. Right. So it right. just depends about what kind of person you are, like and the flow of the game. So it's one of those things that like yeah, at the end of the day, I can see both sides. Like if I'm him, 
Do I want to get 50 points? For 50, 51 sounds a lot better than 48. 50 yeah. points is like a huge thing, right? It just comes down to respect. I feel like when you shoot those contracts at the end of the game, knowing like the unwritten rules, you cross the line. So like, I guess my next question would be, if, is it permitted if both teams are at war, like both teams are rivals, these guys don't like each other, and Jamal Murray likes up that shot. Like this is to yeah, let you guys even, really don't that like. Even, that guys. even makes it worse, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like as a spectator, I feel like, okay. These guys are at war. This guy doesn't like this guy in the first place. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make you know. I'm gonna embarrass you if they're rivals, though. If if if, if he this, did that, if 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 Kyrie was still ding him up, whoever someone on Boston was still ding him up during the last second that he shot the ball, then it's different. But the fact that he tried to do a little. Yeah, okay, he pause some, with, stop, was, whatever, like... He was taunting before then, though. I remember he he, he either hit a three or he was posting... I, maybe he posted up Marcus Smart and hit a shot and he was backtracking. He was licking his, he was licking his fingers like, you guys are food. Yeah. So, like, Jamal Murray was yeah, doing He's a guy known like, to do like, that. Like, even when he comes into the league... fingers like it was KFC, like, mm, guys. Coming into the league, he... he uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Wes Matthews. When he hits a three, he does the, the arrow the in arrow. the back fire. So Jamal Murray started doing it in college in Kentucky. And I guess the first time he played Dallas, like that's all he was doing. Every time they played it, he hit a three, he would do it right at Wes Matthews. Right at Wes Matthews. Like, you're trying to, to, to egg him on, like, get him yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wes Matthews is the one who invented that. Yeah. So, like, it just, he, he does things like he tries to get under people's skin. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he, <laughs> he's, he's from Hamilton. He's one of those little, or Kitchener, wherever he's from. He's, he's that one. That one uh, black kid that's probably just like, you know, half breed does it to irritate people and get people skin. That's what, that's what I see when I see him. He's just like, more said, too. he's a little weasel. Like, and he already does every time he does a scenario like that. He does something and always, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean about? it like that or I didn't da 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 da. Like, I, I don't like stuff like that. Like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to play that kind of guy, do it all the time. I don't want to hear no, no statement after all. I didn't mean like that. I was about to say, say, like, say how you really feel. Say like how you did it. He should own the disrespect. That's what I'm saying. Do that. Can we get into though? Can we like, talk about Kyrie's reaction like deeper like yeah, for he sure. threw the ball and okay he got he's angry so you see he throws the ball into the crowd mm -hmm. so even myself personally like the whole day like a lot of my friends are talking about in the group chat and like I'm just thinking like I'm just looking at like yeah he got mad through the ball but then I don't know why it didn't click I don't know I wasn't paying attention but it wasn't until I actually spoke to Trey like later on that night and he's like yeah he threw the ball in the crowd so he can't keep the game ball and like when that finally clicked to me I was laughing for like the whole I was dying of laughter because I'm just to think about like you're going for a milestone this is a big night for you like everywhere all social media everyone's talking about like you know the highest most points by Canadian ever in the NBA like it's a big thing 48 points is a big thing whether you hit the 50 or not like 48 is a big milestone and Steve Nash had a few 40s but never 48 right no yeah. I think he tied 40s. 48 yeah, tied 40. Steve Nash okay. and, and Wiggins, Wiggins has 47. 47 there you go but um, if you look at like the last few weeks, like even Derek Rose, for example, the day he got fifty, was it fifty? Fifty. Fifty on the dot. Like you know, they gave the game ball. He's right. playing also. Like, the right. game ball is a big thing. Like you have a great game, a memorable game. Sometimes people even want to collect game balls from like something that somebody else did, right? So now imagine True. you had a huge game, right? You're looking for your game ball. That man says. <laughs> and I'm sorry he didn't even kick he threw like the way he threw the ball and like I when I saw the clip I was laughing because when I first saw the clip I was laughing because I'm like damn he threw the ball like into like the 300 level he threw like, it really far he, like, he tossed he, he, that shit reminded me of like not even shot put ball throw you remember like in grades 5 and yeah, 6 yeah like little the softball <laughs> just whip it as far as you can yeah and man dude I, I'm like yo Kyrie's strong <laughs> and then when I actually realized like the the psychology behind it like the reasoning for it and like if you look at the clip He's gripping the ball as if, like, this is my shit, not punk. And then, like, 
he just turns around and whips it so far. And the fact that like there's actually fans in the crowd that like probably caught the ball and took it, I think that was like that was priceless to me. So yeah, a ball's probably <laughs> worth a lot more since he threw it. Yeah, it's not just a Jamal Murray game ball. So it was a Jamal Murray ball, and yeah. now Kyrie Kyrie threw it. Yeah. it. Yeah, and in this day and age, you have like the clips and the sound bites to like go with it. You can just throw on eBay and say, "Hey, yeah. who wants the ball?" You like, saw the ball back to Jamal Murray. Give you the ball back. <laughs> 25k <laughs> or if i'm Kyrie, if i see that ball online i'm probably buying the ball just to make sure jamal Murray does not touch it yeah that's <laughs> i thought that was like i don't know i kept like when i when i found it to me it was almost like when you're watching like that movie and like, this is a good movie then at the end like when you really like when you actually like think holy shit wait you this all happened like this tied in like, it's like logical <laughs> click i was laughing for like the whole night i'm like this guy is a savage for that like that's why i the ball i so was team because when i heard his, his uh, post game interview and he said like yeah you know congrats, congrats to, him. to him for his 48 but that's a ball that deserved to go to the crowd he said that yeah he's oh, like, that's a ball that, that deserved to go into the crowd and he pretty much said like hey, he'll do it again like, he's problem like he, he paid the fine he just said no we'll see them again and I I can't wait to that game. How do you think that game's gonna go? Because they I I'm I'm assuming they only played twice this year. Twice. Be yeah. back the in next Boston. game is uh, March 18th, I think. And then that's how do you they think? Play. Do you think Kyrie digs into him? He's going to kill him. And cook him? Yeah. This is reminded from even what happened last season. Um, the matchup that he had with cook Dennis him, Smith cook, Jr. Cook him on offense or lock him up. Both. He had the same situation with Dennis Smith Jr. There was a situation when they were playing Dallas in Boston. And Dennis Smith, I think he, Kyrie fought Dennis Smith a little hard. And Dennis Smith kind of like pushed him and like got in his face. And Kyrie gave him a look like, bro, you know you're like, you know you're dealing with? And for the rest of the game, like Kyrie was cooking him. Like everything, offense, defense, blocking the shot. Yeah, he was going absolutely nuts. So the fact that he already said like, you know what? Like, yeah, we'll see them again. Like Kyrie has that game circled. And Kyrie's a man that will like... I would not be surprised if Kyrie gives him a 50-burger. Like, that's 100%. That, that's a, 50-burger, like, a legit 50 and takes a the legit ball. legit 50. Yeah, and, like, he's going to go for the ball after, like, hold it. Like, yeah, like, I have a 50 within the confines of the I game, and I'm wait. taking this ball. I like, can't wait. Like, it's going to be a problem. That's that aspect of mama mentality that he has. That kind of, like, old school. Yeah, like, he, 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 he's cut from the old school crowd. Like, a lot of guys would just let him, like, yeah, take your little 48. Here's your ball. Like, see, whatever. Like, it's a loss, but. Yeah. I wanted to to... to use this uh situation as foundation to sit back and kind of let you guys trade stories uh your, your on-court stories about uh your little scuffles or discrepancies with with opposing players and stuff and how those things played out and the drama etc oh man <laughs> you go. we got a lot of those man There's i heard someone lot, got banned from somewhere i closed my ears because i wanted to save it for the recording so i don't know this is a perfect topic for the for the year two guest. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh man, to be honest, like <laughs> yeah, how much time? <laughs> I don't know how much memory your computer has, but your hard drive has. But I can get a lot of these. <laughs> Not nah, before we even get into, I think just like uh, me personally, like a lot of my disagreements are like physical altercations in life. Period have like result of like basketball or whatever. Because I think just like I've been saying from the whole conversation so far, like. When you factor like pride in, and uh, just like be like you know just being someone who's competitive and and right. you know, and no one likes to lose. Yeah, it comes with I think it comes with the territory. But I think also like my demeanor, like in per, like in I feel like I feel like personally I'm a laid back person. Like in in real life, like I don't really get too too uh, angry or whatever. Like I just need neutral with stuff. But like on basketball, like you normally have like you know you try like a different level of like your your uh, 
your personality. your personality, right? And then I don't even necessarily think that I'd become an aggressor, but it's just like when people try to like you're being against, they want to take like levels of disrespect to like to different heights and things like that, or say or do things that you wouldn't like necessarily tolerate. That's when like things happen. So. So I just want to put like a disclaimer out there before we tell any stories that I'm, I'm not just like a wild boy running around like for issues or problems. Just, you know, that's kind of my mentality before anything's happened. But um, I guess Trey can probably start what the LA fitness story since I'm maybe like talking start, about maybe band start from like the earliest, like let's let's the uh, like, like the earliest uh, one you remember, like oh, okay, okay, on court, like what's the like, earliest like altercation or like just just. just, just Instance of friskiness that happened on the court. This could probably happen like when I first started playing basketball, like grade five, grade six. Like, there's always those. Even Jamal can attest for this. Like he used to come to my games and and I used to do stuff like certain moves on certain people and like he'd be in the crowd amping me up, gassing me up. Like I cross somebody, be oh like he'd be amping up whatever. And, like <laughs> which when, is right. Which when, is right. When you cross up somebody or you do that, you drop them or embarrass them, and the crowd is like going crazy and wild. Like they want to get more aggressive and try to get physical and with you and physical with me on the basketball court. I find it hilarious because I know from right there, like yo, I have the, I have you in check, me like. Once you're you're out of your character, you're trying to get physical and rough yeah, with me. Yeah, like, I'm making you react. Yeah, like I already have you like you're in the palm of my hand. I'm like, okay, my next move is like boom. So I just keep going. When people amp me up, from then, I like to put on a show. Mm-hmm. So, so like he'll continue, Jamal will continue feeding it on like from the, from the stands like again, like get him again or he can't guard you. He'll, he'll say things like that. <laughs> if he dies, young, he dies. From a young age, like they've been doing it. Him, my dad, like people come to watch me, they've been doing it, and I. It's a bad thing to say, but I love to play for the crowd. Yeah. I love it. Like I love making the crowd ooh, like throw a nice pass, look at the crowd. You gotta try to look at the crowd. I do things like that. Like all till now, I still do it. I talk. I'm known for talking shit. I talk shit up. That's no interesting. You mentioned that's actually a term in uh, in psychology that they call that they coined um, social facilitation. Mm-hmm. It's basically, social so, so, social facilitation. Uh, it's basically like a sort of factor that determines whether or not how good or poorly you perform in front of other people mm-hmm. but some people really benefit off of the Beams, social facilitation yeah. Yeah. some people kind of crumble showmanship yeah so that's it's interesting he said it yeah but it's, it's always been like that like yeah so that's probably like the earliest thing but like when it came to like like physical altercations there was a, maybe a, i would say the first one just like all of us, I should say, that were involved. You know, me and Jamal, uh, I'd say probably like maybe three, four years ago at uh, LA Fitness. So like, if you go to open runs or like any type of organized, but you know that there's like, once again, it comes down to unwritten, unwritten rules. <laughs> unwritten, like, rules. Like, unwritten rules. Like, you know, like... So where is this, where is this game? This is at LA Fitness. It's just like a pickup game. Like, you know, go to random random people in the gym. You just pick so these teams, are randos. You don't know Random runs. Okay. That was the same day. So it was me, Jamal, and our cousin, Kavon. Kavon, we went to the, to the gym that day just <laughs> to go on. hoop. Yeah. We just went to the gym to hoop that day. So we're going, we're, we're, we're hooping all day, whatever. I think Jamal and Kavon are on the same team. That day and I was just with a bunch of randoms and in one game they beat me so I was sitting off and mind you so after I sit up I already called I have Knicks and during while this is going on some some random guy comes in the gym and this for like you know he's kind of like I have Knicks 
He just like, entered the gym. Entered the gym. First thing is I got next. Not even seeing like yo, who else has next or whatever. So like me, I'm not saying anything. I'm not this guy like if he doesn't know what's going on, I'm not saying nothing, whatever. I already know I have next. My team of fuckers is ready to go on. We're there, we're ready, we're ready to go. So now the game goes to start. Jamal's team wins again, so we're about to rematch for his team. So I get my team on the court or on. This guy just standing in the middle of the court. We're about to check up, saying he has next. So I'm first calm, like I'm saying, this guy, like, what do you mean he has next? He's gonna have a five players on the court, like whatever. We're just brushing it off, brushing it off. Whatever. So we're going to check up. He's just not coming off the court. So now I'm just getting angry, like yo, like come off the court, like we're trying to play, blah blah blah. He's just still there. So like, there's another unwritten rule, like another sign of disrespect is like when every time someone's holding a basketball in their hand or just talking. It's disrespectful to slap the ball at their hand. No, and do things oh, like that. Oh, oh, okay, so so now let me paint the picture for you. So now, okay, I'm on defense in front of Jamal. Ready to check the ball up. Jamal's holding the ball. We're telling this brown guy to come off the court. You don't have a team to come off the court. He's not coming up. So I'm standing there. He walks up to Jamal and slaps the ball at Jamal's hand. So Jamal's calm, but this gets me hot. So I'm, I'm like, I was, I'm, I was, I was taking. I'm like, yo, life. what the hell? Like, who is this guy? So dude? the guy that knew, the, the guy that was calling next, yeah. slaps the ball out of Jamal's, Jamal's hand. hand. Jamal's laughing it off like, yo, like whatever. This guy's crazy. But now at this point, I'm getting mad. Like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, like I'm getting mad. We're just going back and forth arguing. I'm trying to say, like, yo, come off the court. Like, now I'm getting young mad. Boy? He's a young boy. He's probably around my age, maybe a bit older. Like. So we're just arguing, whatever. And on this guy, honestly, oh no, I don't remember what the man said, <laughs> but he said something along the lines like, "What? Well, I what I heard. They're telling me from what I heard. Jamal and everybody else told me the man didn't say that. Well, I heard the man say pretty much something along the lines like, "Yo, you're taking basketball so serious. What would happen if a man robbed you or or a man did something? Pretty much, I when I heard the man something about rob, that's when I got. No, he did say that. I think I, he just I crossed the like he crossed my line and I was like I blacked out. I started saying, Yo, rob who? You're going to rob who? And I got it. We're getting each other's face, whatever. Whatever, arguing. And then he said something again. And I was like, I wasn't hearing it no more. So I, I didn't hear it no more. So I just I just snuffed him. Like, I was too much long talking. You connected? Yeah. I hit him. Boom, with a right. But then before I could even look to swing again. So mind you, at this point, when he sat the ball at Jamal's hand, Jamal was at the top of three point line. Okay. Me and him are arguing maybe closer to under the basket. So when I hit him or under the basket... So by the time I I hit him and he, he I put my hand to back up, before the man could even even like blink twice, I see that left hand connect square on the man's nose. <laughs> I look to the left, I see Jamal there. Boom, boom, boom. This is it's, all allegedly, by the way. Nah, he's just like before the man like when I mean the the, the hit was so clean, I seen the man's nose bent like it definitely like broke the man's nose. Like a maker, like a maker. Yes, like, boom, hit him. So now you know there's a little skirmish going on, whatever, whatever. And the thing is, after you got to two well, thumbs, Kavan hit him too. Don't worry, it gets more juicy. Oh, no. <laughs> so now, after that man, like a little skirmish, people breaking it up, breaking it up. He's still thinking he's he's well, he's just talking shit, like, oh, yeah, stay here if you guys are bad, blah blah blah. Trying to run out the out the thing door. So he's trying to where he is that the way the gym is, where we were, where the fire start for the door. So like he's talking up now, now he gets free. Everybody's holding us. He's talking, I'm ready to run out. They're not no. He's not knowing now that he thought when he was gonna talk up to me, he thought I was there on my by myself. No one else was with me. So you know, mm-hmm. so he didn't know that my brother and my cousin are in the gym. So when I hit him, and then Jamal, he's, he's probably like, "What the hell?" Like, okay, this nigga's not alone. He has some man's in here with him. So now he's like trying to retreat, but then he's retreating. He's talking shit. So he's trying to run out the door. So now he's trying to run out the door far away. Kavan's in the gym. No one's pulling Kavan because Kavan's not involved at this point. So Kavan runs him down. 
So then when Kavon's was running him down, everybody starts to run over there. So me and Jamal are free again. So but Kavon catch the man by the door. Jamal catch the man by the door. <laughs> start thumping up this man and then like burst through the gym door. And wait, LA finishes, there's the gym. And then it's the basketball court. So, like, he bursts through the basketball court into the gym area. What time of day is this? This is maybe, like, 3, 4, 5 o'clock. Like, this Let me is just like, say before you're in, going, you feel like, I was having a great day at the gym. I was I was there, like, this is the day I didn't have, I remember I didn't, vividly, I didn't have work. I was there all day, like, getting, a, like, a proper workout in, like, breaking a sweat, pause, like, you know, like, I just felt, you know, I'm like, okay, this is, we were new to having LA Fitness memberships, right? So, right. like. I'm like this no is great. Than, like I'm gonna no this summer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like you know, in top shape. I'm playing basketball nights, whatever. So to continue on, we end up now after like the scuffle turns from inside into the concourse. So I, I don't know what happened, but somehow like me and him are in the concourse, and like everyone from the basketball court comes outside. So it's like a big scene, and everyone from like inside like the main concourse is like stops working out to see what the hell's going on. Everyone's surrounding us. I'm like, okay, shit, like you know what's going on now. Like so I'm kind of just holding him, like you know what's like whatever. But like when I let him go, I'm seeing he's trying to swing at me again. So I'm like, okay, you don't, you're not gonna swing at me, and like I'm not gonna defend myself when he starts to swing. Obviously, I start to swing back again, and you know, you got a couple more hits in or whatever. But just by the end of the day, it's like I'm not even trying to promote anything. I'm just saying, like, no, of course, like, no, of course. like, this is what happened. This is like, you have to be, you can't, like, in those type of scenarios, right? You can't be bark because people are gonna, like, it's there's gonna be someone else that's right to bite, right? Like, if you can't, you can't speak to a man in a certain way, be disrespectful, especially like when you're already. Like grown men, like they have a love of competition in them, right? So like, if it's your, you're in a scenario where you're looking to compete, and you're already like testosterone is through the roof, yeah. and all these things are happening, egos and pride and all this stuff, like why are you gonna escalate things and bring things to the another level unnecessarily, right? So it's just like that goes that those little, like I think Trey must have said probably about three or four unwritten rules is like why like why are you gonna cross those things just because like the short pop. Puff out your chest for what? You come to the gym, you see that there's like everyone in there already has like something set up, right? Organized where like everyone knows what's going on. You're the new person to come in. Even if you want to play basketball or whatever, it doesn't matter how much you're itching to play, play on the next run. Uh Why are you going to, the whole gym is pretty much telling him, Nick, buddy, you're wrong. So for you to say you're right, even if you truly believe you're right, if everyone who's in there already is telling you you're wrong, Uh doesn't that normally mean okay, humble or just say, I'm going to fall back? So I think that was just a, an example of someone just, you know, mm. I don't know what his agenda was that day, but obviously it didn't work out in his benefit. And there's, there's been like, I can, there's so many examples of that, unfortunately, like stuff like that. But like when you ask like kind of the earlier stuff with me, I had like a lot of, a lot of like little, just like tit for tat, like scuffles and stuff like that. Like even back in high school, mine wasn't really about the showing up thing. Well, in a sense, it was like, it's almost like when your team is winning, you don't even have to really care about like you're not even trying to like show the other team they're just taking it like they're like people their pride and all this stuff like you know the people feel embarrassed that whatever's happening just you playing good so i can have i have endless endless examples of stuff like that from like high school days just like our team being up and like dude trying to like foul you like unnecessarily hard when you have no chance of like you're out of the game you're blowing you out you're trying to like you're grabbing me, like tackling me for for the ball, like those type of things get me like irate. Like I'm just chilling the whole game, then you're doing like crazy things that can hurt someone by injuring someone by just playing dirty. So mm-hmm. those type of things I had, like countless stories of just like 
me like getting into it, guys like that. But one like actual physical one I can think of, like I was in high school, probably like grade 11, maybe grade 12 even. And like one of our, like our, our uh, vice principal, Mr. Charles, Mr. Sorellis, he was like a real dope, uh, dope teacher and principal. Uh, he suggested like a couple of our players from our basketball team play like an immense league. So we used to play like on a men's league, one of, the, one of the days throughout the week at a different high school. We used to play like, so our team was like a younger team, a bunch of high school guys, and we had some random guys from different schools that were like on one team. And so we were playing like against like a team, like grown men. At the time, we were probably like 17, 16, 15, whatever. These guys like, in the like 30s? They were like late 20s, like mid to late 20s, and like probably had a couple of 30 guys, 30 year olds in there. And this well, one coach recommended that so you get like the up Yeah, just to get you better and like, you know, like you just keep you sense. sharp and whatever, right? Yes. And it's probably after the basketball season was done as well, too. So this one particular game, like my team is blowing this team out. Like we're just like, we're like literally like having fun, like we're just blowing this like grown man team out, right? And then just to the point where like at this end of the game, I'm not sitting on the bench because like the game's over in my eyes. Like we're, we're killing these guys. Like during the game, like <laughs> these guys are like basically chipping like back and forth, whatever. Like they're just, they're getting so mad that we're just killing them, whatever. And like there's, they had some big, some big ass dudes on the team, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. Like those guys are some big dudes. And then like they're going back and forth to the point where like, after it was a blow, the draft kept saying like, yo, there's a warning, whatever. After a while, they're like, you know what? Game's over. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, they're calling the game after like we're having an amazing game. So I don't know what it means in terms of like records or if it's going to be, I don't know what the way they were calling it, but I'm just kind of pissed. So I'm trying to pack up my stuff, right? But I looked on the court and then I see like this big ass dude, like trying to attack like one of my dudes on my team who's like a guard, like a smaller guy. So now I'm like, oh, here we go. So I jump in the court to get on, you know, kind of, piece things up, break it up, whatever. I don't know, honestly, till to this day, I don't know what I did or what I said, but the attention toward turned towards me. So I'm like, okay, what's, I don't know what's don't going on. You don't remember what you said? I, didn't, I know for sure, like, I'm really trying to go in there and be like the peacemaker, break things up, whatever. But this one dude, like, around my height, another guy, but he's older, you can tell he was older, like, and, like he probably at that point, like, when he's like mid 30s or something like that. But he was like kind of stepping towards me, like he was like walking me, like I had an issue with me. So I'm like, okay, what? I don't know what the issue is, but he's walking towards me in like an aggressive stance. He's like talking shit, coming towards, coming towards me. But like the way I've been brought up and taught is like when you see someone trying to like you know put you in this position, you don't wait to get hit. You hit first, right? So he's back and he's trying to basically he was walking towards me. I was back stepping. When he got too close, I just gave him a quick left, like just bang. And that was probably one of like my earliest like. Seeing you hit him with a rondo. I hit him with a hit. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I hit him, he looked at he like kind of looked and said like who hit me. But even though he was standing like right in front of me, I just gave him a quick bang, and he kind of just like who hit me. Like I was like what? Like oh. damn! Like I was a good shot, but yeah, it got into it got kind of chippy then. Like it was like a whole thing, <laughs> break it up again. And like, it was like when everyone got like remember this is like I'm we're fighting with grown ass men here, so I'm like you know what? It got separated, whatever. But like they didn't make. Are you left-handed? Nah. But it's, I don't know, it's just like but a... hits with his left first. It's just a stance, so like if you catch me in a certain stance, because you know, the fighting stance that I use is like, you're right-handed, your right-handed is your... Is, your left is definitely left, is cool. And your right-handed is what you hear, like it's like, you know, your counter-puncher, your second punch, right? The way I stance. So his left is his warning shot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so after that point, it's like, it, it was pretty serious, but we just, since you were a grown-ass man, I just, you know, 
called the uncles up just in case. So Uncle Chris, you know Uncle Chris, Uncle Sean, they had to pull yeah, up yeah, just yeah. to make sure. But those time, those guys, yeah, Uncle Chris, come. They both came in like five minutes. Like who, 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 who did what? what? Where are you? Okay, come right now. Like they just came. Like but those guys are already gone by then. But I just like like there's so many examples. Um, like of being in, seeing per, like seeing things happen personally. Like even I guess like Shake can kind of tell you as well too. Like when it comes to myself, like I'm someone who I don't like disrespect, but like um, I'll be up to like I can certain things I, I won't they won't bother me as quick as if like I see it happen to someone else as like so like a friend, a family member, a teammate. I think it even depends like the like what level of like the relationship I have with that person. I'm gonna lose my shit. So like. I can't see someone like even like thinking of doing something to my brother, family, cousin, like and like I'm gonna get more defensive. And I think it's the same thing with my brother too. Like if you see how you say you took offense of like the guy slapping the ball out of my hand, when I just felt like it's okay. I can't even think the time like you're just. I was. I mean, I kept telling him like, yo, don't worry about it. like it's not a big deal. But it's because like I guess a combination of him want like him being the one that's trying to like he disrespecting Trey and also me or whatever. He took it a certain way. So when roles are reversed, like. I can't watch like my brother or anyone like you know love on playing basketball and someone give them a hard foul or you know get too disrespectful. I'm gonna lose my like I'm losing it. Mm-hmm. So there's been like I don't know if you want if we're t- still talking about this topic like <laughs> we had I think after the LA in- fitness incident like this is this is give us one more give us one okay this is a good one actually one this more. is two years ago like almost probably two years ago to last month Cause I remember it was like right around my birthday October 2016. Um, this is the this is funny too. Like, my brother had a basketball game in the men's league, and like this is the f- one time I went to go watch him play. I was myself and like my friend, my friend Andre went to go watch him play in the stands, whatever. And this game was like, I guess in the hindsight you can kind of see it building up just because like as Trey says, he kind of plays for the crowd, even though there wasn't a bunch of people out there. I'm in the stands, my friends in the stand, my best friends in the stand watching my brother. Um, and my brother was like from the get go, it's like his, it's like his whole team is not doing anything but Trey alone was just killing. Like he was literally like stealing the ball from these guys, like getting layups, hitting threes, like he was doing everything to like kill the other team by himself. Right. It was like I swear he didn't miss a shot. Like I was like, Oh, like he was going off cooking, cooking from early in the game. This is true, this is true, Trey. You're cooking. Yeah. He was going yeah, off. I was, like, I was I was definitely locked in that game. This is probably one of the best games I've locked seen him play, in. like in terms of just individual, like just like aggressive nature. Points. Like it was like a Kyrie type game, like you know, when you just like you have the handle going, the, the shots, whatever, like the growing the fillet, the fin- growing up, did you ever handle like Trey? Just nah, side side. No. Nah. So what was your game like? Just a little side. Um defense was crazy. Back in the day, I didn't know. I've, I've, yeah, no, I've my seen. defense was was crazy back in the day. Um, athleticism and even just like playing as I used to play point a lot. Like, but I would play. My skill was like in terms of I had I had a pass first mentality earlier. I'm like because I used to always play the bigger guys, older guys. You play like a a point guy. He was like more like a scoring guy, yeah. shooting guy. Towards the end, like my towards yeah exactly. So towards like the end of my basketball career, like when I was like older in high school and stuff, I started to be more aggressive. Okay. But like. Growing up, I was like a pass first for the fact that like I always used to play up. So like in elementary, I'd be in grade six playing like with the grade eights, but like starting with them or like oh, okay. so every year I was always playing up. So like even going to the basketball court with, with the park and stuff, I was always playing with the bigger guys. So I was okay. just passing the ball to them and whatever. I had a handle, but like yeah, you had like, a shot. You had a shot too. To, yeah. And then end of high school for sure. Like but when I was like, I didn't start to be like a real aggressive shooter and stuff until like grade twelve or whatever. End of my year because that's when like people start to kind of disappear from our team. I just start more. Okay, alright. Continue the story. So yeah, Trey was going off this game. Like he's playing really well. I'm not even gonna lie to you. He's playing really well. Both ends of the court, and um, 
yeah, he was just killing, but then, like, towards the end of the game, I guess the other team, they had already guys, but, like, one guy that thought he was good, I guess he was guarding Trey, or, like, they are kind of matched up against each other, and it, it became a thing where, like, they start to talk, and Trey, Trey's a guy, don't let him fool you, like, Trey will talk. If you start to talk to Trey on the court, talk back, so they're talking, they're going at it, whatever, and then there's a point where, like, it, like a spotlight came on, where it's almost like whenever Trey has a ball, like, I guards him, and everyone else just, like, the, every, the eight other players on the court just watched them two go back and forth, right? So that was happening, and, like, on, when the guy had the ball, Trey would, like, strip him in midcourt or whatever, like, and call it out, like, yeah, what, what are you doing, right, you know? And then, like, on defense, when the guy's playing defense on Trey, Trey would have him on the island and just cook him. So after a while now, they're does going back. Like, does it sound like this guy was any good, Trey? Is this guy any good? Uh, his mode did a lot. More talking than his game could back up. Uh, I'd say that. <laughs> he wasn't shit because if you're sh- like sometimes when you're like you're really trash, like you just you just take it and you know you know you don't really. I think it's like when you have a like a, your game is when you're when you feel like you're good or even like if you're average or whatever, like average or above or whatever, you have some skill, then you take more offense to like someone coming at you and like showing you out, right? Because you feel like you're better than, or even you feel like you're you have the, you think that you're at a certain level where you can't really like you know have people talk to you a certain way or show you on the basketball court but Shea was clearly above this guy like he was just killing him and like obviously I'm on the side there's not a lot of people in the stands but I'm there I'm just basically saying ooh like I'm going off I'm like yo again or whatever you're killing him and then I guess I'm not thinking like I'm thinking okay you know what just this guy's gonna take his ass open and done but like Shea had him on an island and the guy kind of like he's about to blow past him and the guy kind of put like a, a hand up for like a clothesline like a dirty foul but like I said, I can't. I'm not someone who can just stand, stand around and watch. Like, you disrespect my family. So as soon as I saw like that dirty foul, I didn't wait to see any. I was, as soon as that foul, I was really like in mid-air bleachers, like running towards the court. So ended up getting over there. Was and that, then, was it, were the bleachers, bleachers were filled? No, no, I guess it was empty, right? Oh, it was like, it was like not a lot of people there. It was like a few people from both both sides of the bleachers, like supporting both, both our teams. It wasn't a lot. It was a men's league game, so it wasn't too packed or whatever, but, like, a few of us there. But, yeah, as soon as that happened, I kind of just jumped onto the court. got a pop, and um, Trey's, Trey's team, which is well. Like, I, they kind of made me a bit proud as well because, like, you know, he always did up for him. He's my younger brother, so, like, I wanted him to make sure that when he's on the road or whoever, like, some of his friends are, like, you know, they're going to be there to, like... Shout, shout out to Roops. Something that happened. Shout so, out to like, Roops you know, rolling it down. On the court, it was already, like, a... was he, uh, Ironclad. Yeah, something was going on. It was like a Royal Rumble, but he's 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 been very modest right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell the story. So like after that guy kinda closed line, me me and him got into a little bit or arguing, whatever. And then what they do after that, I kinda like got broken up and I went to stand by like my bench. Like I think we only had five guys during this game. So literally just me standing alone in front of the bench holding the ball. And I guess they had somebody on their bench and he came from behind me and he snuck me and he hit me. And you know, the cameraman man, knocked me still, kind of like knocked me off balance. And I just remember like, what the hell? Like, and I just remember these guys sitting me down like, yo, relax, 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 whatever. Boom. So like when he hit me, like, I don't know, like I must have blacked out or something. I didn't know what happened after that. But then when I like came back, I was like, yo, what's going on? And I look like, oh, I feel like my mouth is bleeding. I'm like, yo, what the hell? I'm thinking like, yo, I'm bleeding. And I'm looking up and like, I just see like the game's like done. Like I see everybody, like I see like man's on the other team's face are bloodied up. <laughs> What? And I'm thinking like, yo, what the hell is going on? I'm like, yo, why am I bleeding? Next man's are bloodied up. 
and then I look and I see Jamal is just like wilding, like he's like he's just <laughs> snapping, like yo, he's like cussing, like man, they're going crazy. And now okay, I'm thinking like, okay, yo, at this point I'm like, yo, okay, it's time to get up. I get up, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock, like let's 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 get it on, like boom, I'm going crazy. I'm like, yo, who hit me? Like I'm screaming, like yo, who hit me? Why am I bleeding? Like everybody's holding me back. Why am I bleeding? And then like I'm I'm walking over to where everybody is now, and I see a man walking, and a man says something to Jamal, like yo, it wasn't even me. And Jamal just like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Boom. Bang. Clapped him with a left. A left one. Boom. Hit the man. The man just like stumbled over allegedly, there. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, what's going on? So now after Mandra telling me <laughs> like, yo. What's going on? Yeah. Like, Mandra like, yo, what? Because like, like, at this point, like, like, everybody's thinking like, they probably thought like, once again, like, yo, they're going to just fight and like, no, it's just their, their team against our team. Nobody else is here to, you know, like, they weren't expecting this guy to come up the stands and just start fooling every man. Because like, at that point, I don't know, like, I don't know what happened, so I don't know if they seen who hit me or whatever, but, like, I was told after by all my other friends, all my teammates, they were pretty much saying, like, after I got hit, Jamal pretty much came in there and said, like, yo, which one you hit my brother? And nobody was saying me, defending it, so he just started beating up all of them. He just started punching every man, like, on the next team, whether they were involved or not, like, every man was just getting punched in the team, he was just thumping up every man, like, going crazy, whatever. So at that point, like, when I finally came back too, like, at this point, he told me, like, he, he calmed down or whatever, but now, like, he's calmed down, relaxed, whatever. But once I'm, I figured out what happened to me, I got riled up. So I'm like, yo, I'm ready to fight everybody in there again now. I was, like, picking up chairs, like, picking up, they're ready to throw at people. And, like, people, are, like, the refs in the game are telling them, telling, like, Jamal, like, yo, calm your brother down, like, relax, like, it's over with. You guys already dealt with the next team, like, relax, it's over with. And Jamal's pretty much like, no, nah, like, yo, he wants to go. He wants to get it popping again. Like I'm here. Like let's go. Like, but then nobody. Like oh now I don't know who hit me. But like, I, I, that's the one thing I like. Oh now it still burned me. Like I wish like if I knew who hit me and like I see it again. Like if I know them again, it's a Did you get the guy that that gave him the clothesline? So at that point, like yo, from from all I've heard from my friends and my teammates that were there, it's like yo, not one man on the next team went home without getting punched. Like not one. And they're saying Jamal was handing out left, right. Like every man was getting it. Like. Rupert told like, yo, he seen, cause where he was, he seen the guy that hit me. So him and one of my next teammates rushed that guy and they were beating him up on the next, cause he tried to, what he did, he hit me and he ran. Oh. So like, he hit me and he ran and those guys ran on the next side of the corner beating him up. But I like, we're like the actual, like the other, I say the other seven players, like my team and next, their team was in the middle, like trying to break it up. Jamal just came in there and he was just like, every man was just getting it like. Mm-hmm. Left, right, in the center. But I remember for a fact, hundred percent, like the one point I seen clear was like when I was when I came back and I was walking like, toward like to see like what was going on, like I'm ready to fight. I remember a man saying like, "Yo, it wasn't me, like or or like yo, why are we doing this? Like yo, it's just bad. But it wasn't me." And the man said, "Jamal's like this." I remember him saying like literally like he was like, "I don't give a fuck." Bang! And I just hit the man. The man just went to sleep like just laid down like. No, I'm just dying, boogie. like Jamal's a boogie man. Like, that's Jamal's the one thing I can Jamal. tell you. That's the one thing I can tell you. Like, yo, Jamal, he's not. Me. He's not the one to like you know go out and start things. But yo, once he gets into that, into that mood, he literally blacks out. There's like nothing that can stop the man from like. There's nothing that can calm him down. Like, there's yeah. literally nothing. Like, yeah, you gotta protect the fam. Yeah, this is all allegedly, people. This is not allegedly. No, 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 this is all allegedly. All allegedly, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you guys have uh, some experience. <laughs> A couple of little uh, stories, a couple of little countering some interactions, bad sportsmanship and uh, etiquette on the court. Uh, I wanted to move into sort of the last question or segment I have for you guys. So I have a theory. I want I want you guys to let me know if you guys either agree with the theory or disagree with the theory. Okay. 
And if you disagree with the theory, let me know. Like, critique the theory. I think it could be good for the NBA. Okay. So you know how we have like these, you know, these super teams, right? Yeah. And the player movement is as fluid as it's ever been, right? Yeah. You could, you know, Kevin Durant go to a seventy-three win team. Uh, Boogie Cousins could take a ginormous pay cut yeah, join yeah, these right. teams. So I have a system in mind, and I haven't coined the term or the phrase. Let's just go with like the tier system, okay? So my theory goes as follows. If your team has X amount, so okay, we have tier one players, we have tier two, and then we have tier three. Tier, tier one players are perennial starters in the all-star game. Like the LeBron's KD stuff. Yes, they okay. start. Tier two are the perennial all-stars that are on the bench, the reserves that get voted in by the coaches. Mm -hmm. And tier three are the players that are on like the cusp of entering all-star status. Follow me so far, there's three tiers. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, so my theory goes as follows. If you're a free agent, you cannot move to a team that already has two tier one players on it. Mm, that's on, the, yeah, okay, I'll follow so far. Okay. The reason I feel like it's kind of different is because they farmed their team. They drafted, yeah. Right? So I don't think anyone expected Steph Curry to be a tier one player early on in his career based on all of, all of his like ankle injuries and stuff like that. So he developed into tier one, okay? He developed into the greatest shooter ever. Klay Thompson developed into the greatest shooter ever. Draymond Green developed into a tier two star. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if the tier system was in place there, where Adam Silver or anybody could come, okay, you guys are tier one based off this criteria, you guys are tier two, tier three, based off that, you can't enter, you can't enter this team because these barriers are set. They already have tier one, tier two set there already. You cannot, you cannot join that team. You have to have tier one, tier two, or tier, you, you can only have two tier ones. And you can't have a, another tier one. You could be a tier two though and attribute just because like the playing is you know, they, they kinda had that in place with with the uh their pay grade, like the cap the salary cap. Uh -huh. But because of that one summer where the they, they seen such an increase in the T V money and it freed up all that all that space, it kinda like that's where it all got messed up because there was tier three, tier four players getting paid tier tier two and tier one salaries so it was like okay now all this has happened there's so much money to spend it freed up um the cap space for golden state and because steph had all those ankle injuries uh in the, in the past of his career yeah, he was getting tier he three was money. getting tier four even tier four, yeah. tier four level money so it's like for you to have a tier one talent getting paid, paid uh tier four money and even draymond at the time was getting paid uh, like tier four money. Clay was getting paid tier tier three money. All that money is available for you to sign a Kevin Durant, um, to sign a Kevin Durant to a max deal. And because Golden State um, drafted all these players, they um, Golden State owns the their bird rights. rights, so that they pay more you can literally the go over the luxury tax, go over the cap limit to re-sign these guys. Yeah. So it's like literally. It's a one of one scenario that will ever happen again where you can get tier one talents getting paid tier four level. Even like I feel like in my theory kind of excludes the whole 
loophole when you mentioned the salary because it's like yo if you are categorized as a tier one or tier two i don't care what the cap situation is i don't care what you're willing to sacrifice for your yeah. salary mm. you cannot enter the team if you are ca- so demarcus cousin is mm. tier like he's tier two he's mm-hmm. tier two you can't you're t- you can't enter this we already have three tier one we already have like so what do you do okay so I- now for instance it's like um like you said steph and and clay became tier two and tier one they farmed players. they farmed so yes. it's now for instance okay um do you have if they grew a superstar for instance like okay, you have a superstar like right now for the lakers they have a superstar lebron tier one mm-hmm. so say this year brandon ingram kyle kuzma Develop go off into? and developed into tier two or even potentially tier one stars mm-hmm. what do you do then they were already there, so that doesn't... I'm not saying that LeBron has to leave or they have to get traded. Since they were already... They were drafted by that mm. team. They didn't come there and join him. They grew into their so roles. does that mean that so, no any other player from the outside could join into that team because they had Tier 3 or Tier 4 guys developing to Tier 1? I, so it's really this instant now. So, okay, Kuzma and Brandon Ingram after the end of this year, they just keep going crazy. And they're from next season, they start the season Tier 2. But this offseason, Lakers want to sign another player to go along LeBron, like a 100% guaranteed tier one guy or a tier two guy to go alongside LeBron. So that means they couldn't get a, a Kawhi or a Jimmy Butler or a KD or one of those guys because they have in ingrown talent. I guess essentially what you're saying, yeah, that would mean that. That would mean that. But how, so, yeah. like, in terms of, like, that was a good breakdown, actually, what Trey said, like, about all, like, the logistics of, like, the mm-hmm. pay and all that stuff. And it makes sense, like... Um, but what you're saying on high level from what I understand is that like the basically the biggest issue and what most NBA fans have right now is the fact that okay, they're fine with the, the with the Golden State, like they were starting to build something when they had like the the core of like Draymond, Clay and Steph. But like mm-hmm. when K D came over, like that shouldn't have been so whether he dev- those guys developed into tier one or whatever the case may be, you're saying that you have like an issue with the fact that K D can just pick up and go over there, which that yeah, because it's, it's there's too much of a concentration of, of peak, of peak talent. Yeah. Like, there should be a boundary if you win. Like, I don't mind, like, if he went to a championship. Like, it, w- it would be, it wouldn't be as, like, say, if he went to the Cavs after they won. Like, that Cavs team is nowhere near as good as a 73-win team. So, that w- I wouldn't be a great because it's still a, more so like a wealth of talent spread. I think I, if he went to Cleveland, it would have been worse. You think so? With LeBron? Yeah. With LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love? If he goes there, I think it's worse. I think I don't think it's as worse because with, with Golden State you have the you have the snipers. Yeah, but at they're this not, point they're, now, they're kind of they're they're more so guardable. That's, that's Kevin a, Durant Kevin Durant puts Golden State over the top because their thing is when their shooters or their guys aren't going off, Kevin Durant can get a bucket at will whenever he feels. Yeah. So can LeBron so can Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Now, you can literally say if those three are on the same team, that's probably the most unstoppable team ever. Yeah, you can you can argue either way for that, but I just think I agree. I agree in the sense of like, yeah, like the reason why the NBA, like we're still gonna watch it and whatever. You know, we're always gonna watch it because like if you're an NBA fan, you're it's fan great of for it's great for business, but it's the competition that's where. That's well, where the my thing is, is, like two people, like I think the thing right now the issue is like, okay, 
it's the, the NBA is divided into two people like type of fans. Either you like Golden State or you don't. Yeah. You're either you love Golden State, sorry, or you hate them. There's not even in, any in between because like the reason why there's no in between is like if maybe your favorite player or, or like a couple of your favorite players are on Golden State or you like them before for whatever reason, like <laughs> like from back in the days or like you like Steph. I like used to like Golden State. I used to like the Baron Davis era. Yeah, right? Yeah. Some people like they love that team. You see, so yeah, they don't have they don't have any issues with how stacked they are. But if you on the opposite side, if you if you root for any other twenty nine teams in the NBA, you probably hate Golden State <laughs> for the fact that it's not even about. It's just like when you when you like are are a fan of something or a sport or whatever, right? It's not that good. It's not that much fun when you can kind of foresee the future or the level of predictions. Yeah. You can predict it, right? Yeah. Right oh, now, yeah. it's like. We're basically every game, every postseason, every series, every cha- every finals. Right now, we're waiting. We're we're banking that like someone can emerge mm-hmm. to take these guys out, or like someone like gets injured, or something happens just to make things different. Like there's like some inside turmoil because mm-hmm. if you look on paper and if you look at like when you watch these guys play, the way they're designed is to not lose. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like right now, probably only that's keeping like people watching. It's just like hoping that something's gonna happen or someone can overtake them, right? Like even last year, that's like everyone was like, everyone is almost still like stuck on the fact that like without the Chris Paul injury, you know they probably would have, they probably could, they possibly we don't even know what happened. But we can just this is the thought of like them not making to the finals last year, mm-hmm. like people are hanging on to that still to right now, talking about okay maybe someone can do it this year, or something can happen in the East, but like it just. If you really like look at this from a like it's not it's not fun in a sense even like it's not it's like you gotta implement this and, and then and then I don't know how people like certain people defend like it, the action of the choice right at the end of the day they're what they're always they always go back to say is like well you know these teams and these coaches these organizations they can do whatever they want to players and they can they can you know they can basically ultimately just cheat, like change your destiny so why can't a player have their own power to make their own decision on the off season and free agent, but it's like we talked about this whole com- this whole conversation is pretty much centered around competitiveness, right? Absolutely. And competition. Absolutely. So I don't understand how you, anyone who can like consider themselves like a competitor or a fan, like a real true fan of like competition, purist, exactly can 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 agree with the decision that's happening in Golden State. Like it's like not even the fact that okay, seventy three win or whatever, how good that team was. The fact that like this is the team that you're going head to head with. You this is the team that you lost to in Game Seven, the Western Conference Finals the year before. Yeah, this is pretty much a rivalry team. Yeah, and you go to that team the year after. It's like, bro, and the 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 reason I kind of uh, I kind of summed that up in my head is like I feel when I look at Kevin Durant, I see I I see a role player with superstar talent. Like a role player would make that move. A superstar wouldn't make that move. Exactly. I feel like he has a superstar talent. I feel like he has a role, a role player's mentality. hundred percent. And to me, like when I first heard about all that stuff and like everything came about how it kind of, how it all kind of came to, I had less respect for Draymond, for Steph. For Steph, I had, for Steph, I was like, hey, you know what? This is like, the reason why I say like for even for Steph, like this is your team, bro. You're the, you're this dude. And you had at that point before you came there they had two they had two championships they won they won twice right they won once they won once and then they lost the year after right so but my point is they went to they went to the finals twice right the year you both those years you were finals you were the MVP of the league the second year unanimous MVP you go to the finals Kyrie cooks you and you know you guys lose 
So it's like you haven't even had a chance to prove that you're like at the highest level. Like, yeah. you know, your finals MVP. Like, remember the year before they called it the fluke, right? The first yeah. year, everyone was like, okay, whatever, it was a fluke. And all that good. Then they came back and they won 73 games. Then they lost in the finals. So it was like, you never, like, fully, fully cemented yourself as, as, the, as, you know, that dude to say, like, you know, I'm the MVP player. I'm the best in the league. And then Raymond um, runs to the parking lot, calls KD after the game. And then, and then <laughs> as in beat his skin. <laughs> yeah, as, and as a competitor, like, you hear, like, the hair stuff, like, uh, Steph Curry's statement to make... Draymond to start to make KD feel comfortable like saying like oh I don't care if you win MVP I'm going to be the back like they're cheering for you and stuff it's like to me like that sounds just like it just sounds like a bitch move man I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I, it's hard for me like I can respect their games for sure I respect their games for sure but like even right now I can guarantee you like in the, in the end of the night, like when they go home and they like, it's it's eating them, especially KD and KD and stuff like those. Yeah, like I think it's a friend. The whole like oh for sure, Kate, bro. The false bravado, like I don't care. It, it eats them. Up anytime you have to make like every time, anytime you're quote unquote outspoken outspoken person like KD's been his whole career. Yeah, you're jumping in front of something for sure. But then no outspoken like I'm talking even before like the, the whatever like he's always vocal like he has to tweet like the craziest stuff from his own yeah. personal account. I'm never leaving go, uh, OKC. Dude. But, but not even that. Just like this is like his just been being like a, like a jokester and stuff. Like saying and stuff about like he'll drink, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Johansson's bathwater and stuff like <laughs> right. So you don't hide behind stuff, but then now you're making like fake accounts and you're responding to people on like you're responding to comments from kids on like Instagram. Like you're insecure for a reason because it's like even though you have those two rigs and two finals MVPs, yeah, he knows that like they don't feel they don't feel as gratified as like if he stayed that next year and like they had beat him and like why couldn't him and. Russell Westbrook win the next year like they were that close and stuff and then the way things were trending right it was starting to become like R Russ was emerging to his own Russ was emerging to his own type of uh, level of stardom right? right so it's like they were on that the brink of like taking over so it's now it's like when you stack those guys up it's like okay what is it and then so from him and even from Steph, like Steph, Steph literally said, "I don't care if you win MVP and stuff, but if you see, like, it has to hurt him again." This is now the second year in a row where he, or this is the second, this is the third championship, and you've never got any Finals MVP. And to to your point where you're like, uh, well, the owners and coaches could kind of can can uh, have free reign to be as fluid as they want can the players. So I agree with you. I do feel the players should be fluid, but do you think? moves in the same vein as Kevin Durant, do you put those under the same umbrella as unwritten rules? Yeah, I do because it's like, like we said, right? Everything's centered around competition. So at the end of the day, you can, it's like, what he's, what, the way he, if you look at like his, his, his whole stance from just like a, a simple, like psychological, like um, view or even like this high level, mm -hmm. he's basically saying, how can you get mad at me for doing what I want to do? I'm allowed to do it. But mm -hmm. it's like, you can use that. Like, if you don't, there might not be a law about something or like whatever, but yeah, it's, if you, it's stupid, it's stupid. It's whack, it's whack. Like, that's, it's, you can try to defend all you want. Oh, I'm allowed to do it or I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah you, you can. Absolutely but, are. You absolutely take, are. but then that's fine. Do what you want, but then take the consequences. Absolutely. So even Boogie right now, like this year, Boogie, you're basically like, yo, he's saying that no one reached out to him and no one wants to sign him, all this stuff, whatever. Like, yeah, bro. You know what it is. You're a big man. You got a Achilles injury, but not even that. You didn't even give, like, 
you didn't even give like chance for things to play out during free agency. You literally just signed, went over there how fast. Yeah. Like I was signed so good. Oh, I'm making my decision. So you can call it whatever you want, but at the end of the day, call it a spade a spade. Like you, you made a bitch move. Like even like, right, we go back to the whole thing about the arguments and like competition and like the bickering and the whatever, like the physical right. stuff. Like bro, now you're basically friending up these guys that you had issues with last year like remember him and him and jim him and uh sorry him and kd were like they were going at it and man's running behind tunnels and all this stuff now i'm going to that team like as a man i couldn't see myself doing this type of stuff yeah and it's just like if you're gonna look at if you're gonna zero in on cousins as a case study no one's gonna rate that championship ring ever like nobody that's like the most forgotten ring the thing is though in, in in twenty thirty years, when you look back at it, no one's gonna remember like no hey, one, no one's no no one's gonna remember like yeah, Boogie took a discount and he joined like we're not gonna bring this up especially oh, if for sure we will. if it's his only ring yeah, but if he used to win that and okay say for instance he joins like a Lakers or something next year and then wins championships and he wins multiple like people aren't gonna really remember those like they're no, not I I I, not. I disagree the reason why I disagree is because right now like. These guys that like the commentators and like the NBA, uh, like veterans and Hall of Fame members and stuff, like they're especially ones that like when they're speaking to the media, a lot of them are being like they're not being fully transparent, they're being just saving the face. Like a lot of them aren't being outspoken because of the jobs and titles they have currently, absolutely. But when you get older, like you get whatever, like you see, like when you see, like, um, when you go like to all like those flashback games and like series and all the stuff and whatever, right? They don't really necessarily like call out the like. They kind of, they indirectly say like, you know, how things are going. So when they paint the pictures back then, like, we're going to be grown as men 20 years, 30 years, but we're going to talk about like how those guys were bitches from back then. <laughs> so the same way that we talk, it's going to be even echoed words from like the NBA, like the, the people that are like in that, the higher realm of like basketball right. knowledge and stuff, right? Like now, like, okay, so you're telling me like with Shaq and, 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 uh, Charles and all those guys and Kenny Smith even all of those guys are like anybody you can think of right like those kids, like mm-hmm. those guys that talk Reggie Miller and stuff that they they kind of talk yeah. but they're only fully- Charles get Charles gets Charles Barkley still gets roasted for not having a ring exactly like so imagine that- how you should get roasted by the way you got the ring exactly you know I mean? so, so now when they're like not being paid by the NBA and all this stuff and they're in a certain level like when when the when the when even like the players that are playing right now. When you're at a point where they can just talk openly, oh my it's god, those guys are gonna kill them. Yeah, kill them. Even those guys like NBA right now is buddy, buddy, buddy. But like you see, okay, what I think is a good example is like, remember when CJ had the podcast with when KD came to and he was like, who? Right. And he kind of after after the fact he kind of tweeted whatever. Yeah. His that okay, so that tweet whatever I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically took a, a jab at the fact that KD went over, right? Mm-hmm. But that tweet. Is the real voice of him and the NBA and the players that are like a part of Absolutely. this thing, right? Because you gotta look at it from your perspective, even just from a mindset. There's 29 other teams that aren't basically in a brand. No, like they don't even like. It's almost like it's given towards you because you guys built something, or you guys basically, you almost like you guys cheated in a sense to get where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. So these other 29 guys, other than 29 teams, sorry, all the players that are on that those teams, they feel a type of way. And I might, they might not say it now because they want to say, like, yeah, we want to compete and we want to win. And even they are, their mentality probably is, like, I don't care how good they are, I'm still going to go at them. Mm-hmm. But when it's all said and done, they're not going to rate the moves that they made. Mm-hmm. They're going to be vocal about it. There's no way they're not going to talk about it, for sure. So, to conclude that, do you do you agree with my, my tier system implementation? 100%. Off of the prince, off of principle, yeah, it makes sense. But like Trey was saying, like, in terms of this deeper, like, 
NBA is a business, so you gotta understand. Like, I think be- him going there is good for the business in in, in the sense that going to Golden State put more eyes on the sport. But remember this too. You gotta look at it like everything that happens in like like NBA makes a lot of money yearly. Yeah. Like it's a huge. Like it brings a lot of money in uh, financially. So they we're thinking like how. Everyone, every year, like when someone ends up like, so even like this year, like Boogie now joins the, the Golden State Warriors. What is it like the general NBA fans say? I'm, I'm done with basketball. I'm not watching this no more. I'm just, this is super predictable. Like this is too, whatever. But they know that the ratings every year keep increasing. Mm-hmm. Merchandise keeps on selling. All these things keep happening. So they're looking at like, you can block these moves, but like as much as it seems like it's a bad thing for the NBA right now, Mm. Clearly, they know what's happening in the back is actually how is it's helping them because it may be a spark conversation. Like you know, we're, right now we're sitting talking about this is part of our thing talking about like yeah. how do we stop this stuff. Yeah. But it's like we're gonna keep watching it. They know that we're gonna keep watching it because it's like they built this this team that's almost like to some people they're like superheroes and the other people they're villains. So whether you want to see the superhero win or you want to see like the the um, what's it called the you want to see the villain lose, you're still watching it for the same outcome, right? So. Whatever way you basically almost whatever way you stand. Remember I was saying like the, the NBA is broken up to the NBA fans are broken up into fans of Golden State or Golden State haters. Right. You wanna watch it because you wanted to see the Golden State win or Golden State lose. Yeah. So I think like they they, they they know what they're doing, but Mark my word. principle that like what you're at. Mark my words, I'm good. going to flesh out this this tier system thing. I'm gonna send it to Adam Silver, <laughs> wherever the NBA office is located, man. Yeah, at least at least look at it. Some somebody I look at this man. It's nonsense. It's a bunch of malarkey, man. It needs to stop. You know what I think they should do? What's up? You know how when you play uh two K you can do a fantasy draft? Mm-hmm. That they should put everybody in one draft pool, randomize um like the draft order and just go. Like every franchise just gets like boom. Every franchise is just draft like That'd that. Like, so, that would be sick. Like a reboot for the league? Yeah. Everybody's in a free agency pool. Everybody that's in the NBA right now is going to automatic free agency pool. Randomize it. You put obviously the the, first, the top 10 teams, obviously the most popular teams. They're going to have the best top 10 players. should obviously be the most popular cities. Like you have the LA's, the New York's, the, the most popular, the bigger, say bigger uh, media cities. And so for that top biggest 10 markets. picks, be, yeah, biggest market. So like the top 10 to be like Braun, KD, Steph, Harden. Like, so it'd be like Braun to L- Braun stays in LA. That'd be dope. KD goes to New York. Steph goes to Miami. Like you just get like you I get think one it, superstar. I think it'd be even more dope mm. if like they just completely mix up the, uh, like there was like a random lottery of like which teams are even get the picks too. Because just for like, if you really want to mix it up, like imagine just seeing like, a LeBron team, but like he's playing, I don't know, all of a sudden, like Sacramento. It's like, but they're a live team. But even though it's not a big market, that becomes a big market. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Not necessarily, because like, no matter what, so it. But he's Sacramento, California. Like, if LeBron is there and there's a bunch of other players that are like the team. Wherever LeBron boost, goes, he boosts the economy. Exactly. So That's it's like, now, then and now you have, then let's say all of a sudden, like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like, let's just say. Or even like as it is right now, like if New York is like an average team or whatever, right? It's still New York, so then now there's still a big market. People still want to go and show at the Garden or whatever. New York you know should what be one of those teams. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's a couple of ideas for sure. There's things that we know that would never happen, but it just it would sound dope. I had an idea that like I was making. I made it as a joke last. I think it was last year. 
but like, I think it would be like actually kind of crazy. So what I was saying was like in the playoffs, not right. Imagine if there was like a <laughs> a thing where like if you beat a team, you're able to like draft a player like from that team and like release someone from yours. Like so basically like the reason why I was I made it as a joke was like obviously like in the Eastern Conference, LeBron, like, ran that shit, right? So I was saying, like, my, my example I was making with my friends in the group chat was, like, <laughs> if Raptors had beat, um, who did we play last year in the first round? Uh, Washington. Washington, yeah. So, yeah, we were, like, <laughs> after we beat Washington, okay, Bradley, Bill, John, Wall, let's go. Like, if we grab you guys and we drop, like, you know, two guys from our team, you know, whatever. So I was just saying, like, it's like, it's like that game risk. Like, you just cut, like, like exactly. off from, uh, But, like, there was, like, a pen, like, so... It was like either you pick those two players, but then like I forgot what I made. Something about oh, that's actually like, hype. So no, no, let me say so. So like if if the Raptors face uh, Washington, they they grab their best player after they if they beat them, they can take not one. take like yeah, take one, one or two players. So like okay, the Raptors beat uh, uh, Washington, they grab John Wall, and the next round they face like Charlotte. Okay, we beat Charlotte, we grab Kemba. Exactly. But it's yeah. the team they lose to gets all three of. The Raptors best like that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I was, no, I was saying I forgot, I forgot like so. That's actually dope. it was a give or like take. Risk. It was a give or take thing. So it was like if we went if we went ahead and like uh, took those players, it was a thing like if you took them there, then you I think you like you lost like maybe three or four players for like or something like that. Basically That's like so then now like, like when you get to like every series you better okay, yo before the series starts okay we're we're, we're ending up Braun. Kevin Love. Yeah. If we lose, you get those guys. If we win, we're taking your two. That's actually. Yeah. And then like when I, you get to now, when you get to the finals, or whatever. Like, I'll be you know, freaking up in the West though, because no matter no matter what, any team that comes out the West is gonna have the better team because mm-hmm. there's 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 way more talent. There's more like what they say would end up having man's like who they play first round. They swept. No, they didn't see you know, who they play first round. Uh, San Antonio. So they say yo, we're just drawing Lamarcus Aldridge. Second round they played. Um, New Orleans were drawing Anthony yeah, Davis. Sure. They played Houston. They're drawing hard and they go to the finals. And no matter who they're playing, like it's we have KD, KD, Steph, I don't think we'd obviously in, probably in principle. I like it though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like this thing like that. Like it just sounds you know funny. What, but it's like that is if teams in the playoffs could draw like every series you win, you can draw a player that didn't make, make the playoffs. playoffs. Uh, be, that be that would be sick. So Brown would be like in the East, he'd be like, you know what? Who didn't make the playoffs? I just drawing from man's like, boom, like, give like, me like poor, resurrect somebody. Yeah, like yo, <laughs> boom, give, give me Porzingis or like yeah. yo, boom, give me a man that never made playoffs. I'll like, I'd be yeah, tough. Yeah. And you just stack your squad up. So by the time you get the finals, just like you know what? I've been a lot better because in the East I have more guys that really didn't make playoffs that you can draw for. Like in the so West, that means every NBA team would have to make merch for every player then, just yeah. in case. Yeah. I think what would make it interesting or something like that is like basically. You're picking up the person, like so. Let's even if let's say the person has contracts or whatever, or something. It'd be a way, like basically in principle. Obviously, it's not like gonna work on paper, but it's something like along the lines. You can draft this person, but then guess what? If it doesn't work out after the fact, like they can just walk away. So you might, so you might drop like you might drop a solid player from your team to pick up someone that's a better player. But then after like, if you don't win the championship or whatever, that person can be like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go. I can go to this team. I'm off. So you basically lost. Both players, the person that you let go and the person you drafted, can say, "I'm out of here." Because I gamble. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that, yo. We gotta flesh it out and send that to um, Adam Silver, yo. Damn. Some WWE type shit. Mm-hmm. You're an MWO now, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh shoot. Um, hey, right, yo, Trey, you got any uh, closing remarks? 
if you play any type of organized or pickup basketball, just know the unwritten rules, man. Don't come in there on no rah rah. Don't come in and try to show man's up <laughs> unless unless you're ready for the backlash. But just know what you're doing, man. <laughs> know what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. Know what you're doing. What about you, Jamal? Any any last any last comments? Yeah, man. I'll just echo that same comment. Like, you know, just keep that same energy, basically. So if you wanna, Facts. and yeah, we don't we talk a lot about unwritten rules. So it's like. With everything in life, man, decisions determine destiny. So if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make a, a choice, be prepared for the outcome, whatever it is, right? If right or wrong, you, you gotta deal with what ha- what's to come from it. But um, yeah, this was another great conversation. I appreciate sure. you having. Thank I you guys. Do a quick, I want to do a quick plug right now. Oh, for sure, for um, sure. Plug I want to shout out. I want to shout out the basketball socks I'm wearing right now. Hey. And uh, you can see you can grab a pair of them, and uh, shop Kyle. So S H O P. KYSO.com. You're A. Oh. All right. Mesh talk. Peace.